Before we get started, before any of this starts, I'd like to remind you that you can experience an ad-free version of this by clicking the link in the description that says plus.acast.com slash s slash Radio Free Catholic. May God bless you and the Virgin protect you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Exurga Deus Dissipentur de Dimitri Eius. Et fugiancio derenteu ma facie eius. Let God arise and let his enemies be scattered. Let all those who hate him flee from before his face. I want to start by giving a hat tip to Russell Brand yet again. It's of interest to me how often he can be right next to something huge and be completely unaware. In his recent video, Hang On, COVID Came From What? (laughs) He actually talks about somebody that we know that we know in the Catholic community because we've been keeping an eye. For those of you who don't know, it'd be a good idea to go back through remnant, uh, the remnant newspaper's coverage of the United Nations, of Pope Francis, of some of the advisory committees that he's managed to put together, and in particular, one Jeffrey Sachs. Because he's going to be the focus of today's story. This is Caleb the Mechanic with Radio Free Catholic. Let's get started with a prayer. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Sancta Michael Arcangele, defende nos proelio, contra nequitiam et insidias diabolias o praesidium. Imperatili Deus supplicis abracamur, duque princeps militae calestis, Satana maliosque spiritus malignosque ad perditionem animarum pervegantur in mundo, divina virtute, in infernum trude. Amen. Cor Jesus Sacratissimum miserere nobis, Mater Dolorosa ora pro nobis, Beatus Carolus et Domo Austriae, ora pro nobis. Domine, ostende facium tuum et salvierimus, Ave Maria Purissima, Immaculata Conceptio Est. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. <clears throat> I don't know why. I really do wish I knew. Um, this is kind of an unexpected turn, if I'm being blunt. What do I mean? Jeffrey Sachs has come out and said that he believes that COVID-19 was not of natural occurrence. 
He doesn't even believe that COVID-19 came from a biolab in Wuhan. He believes that COVID-19 was released upon the world through the negligence of Americans. He believes that SARS-CoV-2 came from a U.S. biolab. And he was very clear about this. Now, he did, of course, hedge his bets and say, look, you know, I do want to be clear. We don't know for sure. However, he was also the chair of an investigative committee for the better part of two years investigating something other than the natural emergence theory that was forced down our throats for the last couple of years. So here we have Jeffrey Sachs, advisor to Pope Francis, member, participating member of whatever it is that they do over in the United Nations, a Davos guy, coming out and saying that SARS-CoV-2 came from a U.S. biolab. That is his belief. This is a guy who, sw- who, who hangs out in the same crowds as John Kerry, as Bill Gates, as Klaus Schwab, as George Soros, as Pope Francis, and the various cardinals that he appoints to, you know, show up at things like the World Economic Forum. Now, there's conclusions that we can jump to. The first one, the obvious one, is that they've gone long enough and they can start to say these things. Of interest is that he said it and then all of a sudden Chinese diplomats are now saying, well, you know, they're saying blah, 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 and they've jumped on it and they've decided to talk about it. Now, if you've been listening to this podcast then you'll know deep back in the archives before I switched from Anchor to Acast, there was an episode where I talked about how the United States Department of Defense funded the research in Wuhan. I may have even covered something about it being the, uh, what's the word? Gain-of-function research being moved from the United States, namely North Carolina, through Canada into China at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Now, you may remember that, you may not. And admittedly, I've got 800 episodes to try and dig through. I know I know for a fact that I talked about it. I don't know how in detail I got. But that is basically the chain that I believe happened. That's what I, that's what I talked about, is that you know, they were doing the gain-of-function research in North Carolina, and then the U.S. said, hey, you can't do gain-of-function research um, in the United States or anywhere anymore. And they were like, well, but we're not, okay, so we're going to call it something else, and we're going to continue to do it, and we're going to pay the Chinese to do it. And, and they exported SARS-CoV-2, SARS-CoV-2 through Canada into China so that they continue to research in Wuhan. Why is this coming out now? Why are they why is this now a talkable theory? Well, there are a few things. It by itself 
in all honesty, I could say something to the effect, like if, if I didn't have all of the other research, if I didn't have all the other evidence, I could say something like, oh, that's just a conspiracy theory. You don't want to blame the Chinese because the Chinese were sloppy about their medical research, blah, 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 right? I mean, that would be the conceivable way to go about it. Except that I have done the research and I do know that SARS-CoV-2 was a U.S. invention. In fact, the spike protein in particular has a patent. Sequences found in SARS-CoV-2 are patented in the U.S. Patent Office. So we know that it so we know just from that piece alone that this virus very likely was was we know that it was very likely a genetically engineered thing. Now, I'll go ahead and take the extra step because if it looks like a duck, talks like a duck, flies like a duck, swims like a duck, then I can only assume it's a duck. COVID had a patent on it, which means it was engineered. And anything, to the, and anything that they would say to the contrary would obviously be false. And that's just, <laughs> that's just how it is. If COVID's got a patent, then it came out of a lab. If it's got an American patent, then it came out of an American lab. We were able to trace at least some of the money through the Department of Defense and IARPA. We were able to track some of that down. We know that the money went from the United States to China. Okay? So we have not just a chain of it. Like, we have something that would basically, I guess you could call it probable cause. We also have the fact that it was a fundraising bonanza. Not for politicians, but for the pharmaceutical industry. Because when COVID, when COVID got released, what happened? We spent billions of dollars for Moderna and BioNTech to get a so-called vaccine out to market. An mRNA gene therapy that we already know is dangerous, that you, like, no joke, you can actually go through the current extant archives of this show, and I've actually detailed it quite explicitly. And the fact that 70, 70 some odd percent of the population, particularly in the United States, has taken this poison, does lead me to believe that we are in for some real, real pain. Because statistically, the mRNA treatment has a 0% survival rate. And they just injected 121 million people. <laughs> Ages 5 and up. You're also seeing surfacing stories. If, if, you are, if you are paying attention, then you're also seeing some stories pop up how they're talking about how myocarditis and child health problems seem to be on the rise and they're coming up with environmental stuff and they're doing everything that they can to make sure that you don't look at the vaccine because this vaccine is not a vaccine. It was experimental from the start and it was a poison from the start. Now, what does this mean for those of us who haven't taken anything? Who didn't actually buy into the hype? Who stepped back, took a look at everything and said, hey, wait a minute, back up here, 
because this is a problem. So there are some very dangerous and very obviously dangerous things going on. And we seem to be reacting out of pure emotion, out of a, some sense of self-defense, some sense that we need to protect ourselves, some sense that our physical safety is more important than anything else. And under that guise, we've been conned into blocking down, we've been conned into wearing masks, we've been conned into taking the jab. And I obviously don't necessarily mean every single listener of this podcast, but the world at large was conned into taking the jab and locking down and wearing masks. All of which are things that were dramatically harmful. From reducing IQ points of children by up to 22 points, and for those of you who don't understand how dastardly that is, that takes an a-, a person of average IQ, which is approximately 100, if you take 22 points off of that IQ, they become literally, clinically, morons. The clinical definition of moron. They become developmentally disabled, they become mentally retarded because they cannot communicate with the outside world. Their comprehension, particularly when it comes to interpersonal skills, is debilitated. Psychologically speaking, these, these children are now more depressed than ever. And then when you sprinkle in all of the other stuff that's going on, and, he, and here's the thing. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Here's the thing. When you sprinkle in everything, <coughs> you go, well, that doesn't sound like a very good conspiracy because it seems very scattered. So let's go ahead and sprinkle in everything so that you understand what's going on in the full battlefield. We have what is now coming out in the news, the rampant sexualization of children and the justification for pedophilia. And they've decided that they're going to call it minor attracted persons, etc., etc. However, even on Fox News, even Tucker Carlson is covering the fact that drag queens and drag shows being put in schools that cross-dressing and this whole quote-unquote transgender garbage is nothing more than grooming children out of their innocence. That's all it is. And the ones that they can get far enough, they have chemically castrate, physically castrate, gen- gen- uh, mutilate their genitals, double mastectomy, hysterectomies, etc., 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 so-called gender-affirming care, which is nothing more than castration, chemical and otherwise, and genital and genital mutilation. That's all it is. Thereby making potentially hundreds of thousands of children incapable of procreating. Incapable physically, physiologically, biologically, but also psychologically, where that number is going to cross into the millions. Because the trans agenda, by far the most disgusting part of it, (laughs) the trans agenda is the one that is by far the most damaging. And it is the ultimate proof that we have, in fact, been handed over to the five 
most powerful demons, not including the devil himself, in this country. For those of you who don't know they, who they are, I would refer you to Father Ripperger, where he talks about the table, the high council, or the low council. I, well, he could, the high table, the, the high council, whatever. It's the, five, it's, it's the devil and his five highest ranking generals. I'm not going to say their names. But they include the demons of impurity, homosexuality of the masculine form, or excuse me, homosexuality in men, homosexuality in women, both in the masculine form and then the demon in the feminine form, and Moloch, <clears throat> the demon of child sacrifice. <clears throat> Five demons, all of them running rampant across this country. And that's why we have <laughs> wokeness, because ultimately that's, that is, so we could talk about the racial component of it, but when you look at the racial component, they open the door with the racial component and what came streaming in right after. Within, within a couple of years of Black Lives Matter, it wasn't just Black Lives Matter, it was Black Trans Lives Matter. Despite the fact that the black community is very much against most of everything that the gay community is about. And I'd say the gay community, this is not saying specifically lesbians, gays, and bisexuals. This is actually talking, I'm using the shorthand just for that whole spectrum. But basically it's everything from the T on. So we're not talking about lesbians. We're not really, ta we're not really talking about lesbians. We're not really talking about gays. We're not talking about bisexuals. They'll have their own issues to deal with. But, the tr but from transgender, well, from the trans, and then all those other letters, the two I, Q, S, P, Q, R, N, whatever, whatever it is. But about a year and a half ago, everybody was, like, people were saying, hey, the next big thing is going to be the addition of pedophilia as a sexual preference, as a sexual identity. And that is what is slowly coming to pass now. Now, I don't say this to horrify you, although it should. I don't say, in all honesty, let's, let's be real for just a moment. Most of the stuff I talk about on this show, I talk about under the assumption that you guys already know. And I know that means that I could be talking above some people's heads because not, every, not everybody's doing the research. But also at the same time, there is so much information that I cannot afford to do a deep dive recap to bring everybody up to speed in every episode. Every single one of my, like no joke, every one of my episodes would be two, three hours long. So I can't go as deep as I would like to go into the, into the progression as, you know, from the sexual revolution to, the, to, you know, the pride events to, you know, as we step piece by piece by piece. I could, I could work out that moral, like I could lay out the whole moral degradation that happened from the, as far back as the 1920s, because that is in fact when it started. But I don't have the time in every episode. And so there's a certain degree to which I count on, on you guys, my audience, to listen, take in some of the information, and then search and actually look for these things. 
So this way you can actually confirm that it is actually far worse than you thought, that we are much further along than we think. And in fact, actually we're so far along here in another few minutes, once I've done this recap, we're going to talk about Our Lady of Fatima. And we're going to do a deep dive there that I think is going to be very disturbing. <clears throat> so Jeffrey Sachs, to get back on topic, comes out and says that the U.S. is the one who actually created and leaked COVID. Now, it may not have been deliberate, in truth, I think the timing was a little bit too coincidental to not be deliberate, but whatever. Okay? Because here's where you run into an issue. What's happening in the United States today? Well, Jeffrey Sachs is actually on board with all of the other stuff that's going on in the United States. So for him to come out and just frankly say that the U.S. created this bioweapon, that the U.S. is actually ultimately responsible for the leak of COVID-19, that is actually important. Because he is in all of the same meetings that Pope Francis and his cardinal minions are. He is in all of those same meetings with John Kerry and Klaus Schwab. He runs in all of those exact same circles. He is a Davos guy. He is a World Economic Forum, New World Order guy. Well, why would they be saying this now? Well, it's the next step, isn't it? We're dumping billions of dollars in Ukraine and nobody really understands why. We know for a fact, like all of us know, we intrinsically know whether or not we've actually got the proof. We know well, we know well enough to know that dumping all of this money in Ukraine is merely feeding corrupt Ukrainian oligarchs at best. That is the best case scenario for the 70% of the money that has disappeared. And that should horrify you. The idea that our money would be laundered to fill the pockets of corrupt people in Ukraine, probably in the United States, probably in the United Nations, probably actually around the world, that 70% of the money that we are dumping into Ukraine is just being flushed down the toilet and lost. And I say, and I put lost in quotation marks there. And the fact is, is the best possible use is that some dude, like the guy who's the head of Burisma, who's, a, you know, he's the kind of guy who ends contract negotiations that don't quite go his way by cutting people up with chainsaws. Like, that's just him. That's how he does business. I make you a deal you can't refuse, and if you refuse it, I cut your, I cut your arms and legs off, and I, and I send your body parts to your family. And oh, hey, by the way, this isn't the kind of guy who has somebody cut someone's arms and legs off. This is a guy who has actually physically taken the chainsaw and cut people's arms and legs off and sent the body parts to make messages. So the best case scenario is that a goodly portion of this money is ending up in the hands of people like him. Why is that the best case scenario? Because that is what we know. We know that there's probably no small amount of money that's managing to end up being cycled through the various financing sources and ending up back in the bank accounts of the same people who are, who are doing all this paying off in the first place. Namely, Joseph Robinette Biden and his son, 
Hunter. Now, is that to say that there's nobody else? Of course not. But look at the other things that are currently going on. We're shutting down our energy production. We're over the course of the last six months, we've lost close to 200 food and energy processing sites this year. Not in the last several years, this year. This year, things have been happening specifically to food processing plants, you know, like the baby formula plant that provides 80% of all of the baby formula in the country. Weird, that place got shut down. We had two food processing plants, I believe two grain plants, that had airplanes crash into them. Because that just happens all the time. I mean, you didn't know? Planes crash into planes crash into food processing plants all the time. Now, we've had cattlemen come out and say that 10,000 cattle, 20,000 cattle dying all at once in a supposed heat wave of overnight is a perfectly normal thing. Our... Colonial Pipeline, for those of you who remember the name, for those of you who don't remember the name, Colonial Pipeline was the pipeline that was hacked in the lead up to the 2020 election. It was the pipeline that had their billing program hacked with malware that forced them to stop transporting fuel to the eastern United States. Then Joe Biden shuts down Keystone, Justin Trudeau does some stuff and shut down pipelines up in Canada. Um, like, no joke, when you look at the whole thing, at the whole schlemiel, you come out with a picture that looks like we're being attacked on every side. And it's not just coming from Russia and China and our enemies, Iran, North Korea, etc. It's not just coming from them. To be sure, those attacks are happening. We can actually track a lot of those in real time. But when the president comes out and starts shutting stuff down and then goes and does interviews where he's like, well, but it's basically like it all inflation's only been up like an inch because it was last month. It was 8.2. This month it was 8.3. Forgetting that the inflation rate actually measures August of 2022 to August of 2021 and likewise to August of 2020 and all the way back to August and so on and so forth. And so that the 8.3% inflation rate is 8.3% from last year. Last year, which suffered, and mind you, it's 8.3% by the numbers that they're already, the numbers that come from the books that they are already cooking. Because if they were to give the true inflation rate, the true inflation rate is closer to 18% year over year. But even then, part of the reason why inflation was down and it wasn't like 10% was because gas prices have been coming down. Why have gas prices been coming down? Well, because we're leading up to an election. And the Biden administration has decided that if they have to empty the fuel reserves, the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, the SPR, in America down to zero to make sure the gas prices don't go flying up out of control before the election, because no joke, if there's anything that'll get people kicked out of office, it's high gas prices, because if I can't afford to go to work, then who cares if I even have a job? 
Because if I can't afford to get there, then what? No transportation, no job, no job, no money, no money, no pay rent, no fill, no fill family stomachs, no put clue, uh, clothes on children's backs. If they weren't cooking the books, then we would know that the inflation rate is closer to 20%. We would know that for a fact. We would know that we're suffering from the highest inflation since 19, still since 1945. Since the end of the Second World War. And in all honesty, possibly, well, no, because prior to the Second World War, we did have that heavy deflation thing that was actually going on, which was why a nickel could buy you almost anything. Why you could buy a thousand dollar bespoke suit today for about 10 bucks back in the 20s and 30s. For the record, if we can get them to quit playing the games with the currency, we could get there again today. But, oh man, almost forgot. At the same time that that's happening, they just came out and said that they're absolutely recommending that we go to a digital currency before the close of this year. Let me say that again. <sighs> Recent news report, and unfortunately have to cast the net a little bit wider. For, this, for confirmation of this, you can go to Glenn Beck. You can check him out on YouTube or Blaze TV or whatever, but you can go to Glenn Beck and actually find out that they came out with this over the weekend last week. They're absolutely recommending dumping the dollar and going for a central bank digital currency. Why? Because China and Russia have also both decided they're absolutely going to try and put together something for the BRICS countries. If you don't remember the BRICS countries, I would highly recommend you zip on back through my catalog. You can actually find it at RadioFreeCatholic.com. The BRICS countries are the other countries. They're the anti-NATO. They literally stand for Brazil, Russia, India, China. Brick. And they're getting new members. And eventually, the BRICS nation, and I'm not even joking, if they don't just call their digital currency the BRIC, I'm going to feel really disappointed because there's nothing more entertaining than the poetical nonsense that is the dollar being smashed into the dirt by the brick. But anyway, the BRICS nations, they're, begin they're putting together what they need to do in order to stand up their own international currency so that they're not just using an alternate pay system. So in, in the West, we have SWIFT. In, in the BRICS countries, if I remember correctly, it's called CHIPS. I could be mistaken. I don't remember off the top, like I'm pretty sure it's called CHIPS. And the idea is, is that they develop a payment system and all of that. They develop a, a currency and all of that that has not been absolutely annihilated by bad public policy, both foreign and uh, for, both foreign and domestic, 
that we've had to endure here in the United States. So let's see if we've got this. The wokeness, this transgender thing, has been sweeping the country. And if you stand against the transgender thing, or basically the whole cult of woke, then you're labeled a domestic extremist. Okay. At the same time, they're spending us into oblivion because they've been printing, they've been running that money machine like it's never going to run out of ink or paper. And to be sure, that's probably true. It may never run out of ink or paper because most money today isn't even actually physically printed. It's actually digitally input on a computer. So the dollar is already mostly digital as it is right now. But you have the debasement of the dollar. You have the wokeification of the federal government. And, I, and, and I'm going to go with the wokeification to identify the ideological purge that has happened in the military with the COVID vaccines, in the federal government, again, with the COVID vaccines, and in most of the state governments, again, with the COVID vaccines. At the same time, they're hiring 87,000 new IRS agents and they're managing to put guns in probably most of their hands, et cetera, et cetera. Like, you can see why, I think at this point, we're 31 minutes in. How much have we already talked about in the total spectrum? You can understand why I don't, why I tend to just move these episodes on like you know what I'm talking about. But we have to cover all of this, so we're going to cover as much as we can. Now, at the same time, China, or China, North Korea has just come out and announced formally, I mean, we knew this already, but they just announced formally that they are, in fact, a nuclear power. <coughs> kind of important. China has been rattling the sabers very heavily with Taiwan. Why? Well, part of it is because of the one China policy that they have, where they basically believe that Taiwan is part of China and that China, the Chinese Communist Party, should have total control of Taiwan and Hong Kong, etc. Right? Now, Taiwan, funnily enough, also has a one China policy. But their one China policy is that they're the legitimate government of China on the island of Formosa in exile. So clearly, clearly they're ardently opposed. But what Taiwan also has is the semiconductor manufacturing of the world, where some 90% of the world's semiconductors, the world's microchips, are produced in Taiwan. China also has a collapsing economy. They have a collapsing economy. Why? Well, because their citizenry is only allowed to invest in real estate. They're not allowed to get it, invest in stocks and bonds and stuff without special leave from the Chinese Communist Party. And so most people, when they save up for retirement or this, that, and the third, they go out, they'll go out, they get a loan for a house, they buy the property, this, that, and the other. And it turns out that the largest two property development companies in China are starting to go toes up. They're starting to collapse and degrade. One of them has already come out and said, hey, sorry, we're kind of screwed. We're done. And that would be Evergrande, which has dramatically shaken the faith in the Chinese Communist Party. Why? Because if these property developers no longer have the money to build the houses that they said that they were going to build, that the people of China have taken out exorbitant amounts of loans on, and have been, and here's the thing. So just a quick reminder, 
in China, you don't go out and get a quote and this, that, and the other, blah, blah, blah. And then you go to, you make the offer on the house and blah, 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 this, that, and the third. And you get the house and then you take the loan, right? That's how it works in America. You don't actually get the loan until you're closing on the house. In China, you go and you get the loan. Then you go and you buy the property. And then you go and hire the contractor to build the house. And so you'll be paying on this for several months before they even break ground. And in many cases, it's taken them years to even get to the point where they can break ground. And they've also come out and said, Evergrande has come out and said, that they're basically not going to be able to fulfill much of any of their property development orders, which has miffed slightly most of the Chinese people because this is the only place that they could put their money, and now their money has basically vanished into a puff of algebraic logic. And so now in China, they're protesting. Why? Because, well, they're not paying their mortgages because they're not, because they're not building the houses, so they're not getting the house that they're paying for that they took the mortgage out for, and now they and they don't have the land like they like they don't have it's literally <clears throat> the real estate development companies started to go under and then they immediately took the banks with them because the banks are now insolvent which is kind of a problem because the banks are the ones who have well excuse me because they have it broken up the banks bailed out the mortgage companies the mortgage companies were ba- were doing everything they could to bail out evergrand evergrand went toes up the mortgage companies are going toes up because all that money basically disappeared the banks are now at the point where they're about to go toes up so the ccp stepped in and said okay cool you're cut off from your accounts this way we can make sure that everybody has the capital that they need in order to be able to do the things to carry on with the one china belt and road initiative whatever whatever it is that the ccp is doing so long as they get regain control of the country but that's what's basically going on in a nutshell now China also has this major PR coup that happened against it because they were holding the World Military Games in October of 2019 at the same time that the that the SARS-CoV-2 COVID-19 was breaking out of the Wuhan lab of or the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Okay, cool, except you also know that a few weeks about approximately 4 or 5 weeks prior to the outbreak, the actual outbreak that happened during the military games, Four or five weeks prior to that, Bill Gates and the World Economic Forum and the United Nations were all gathered around having a powwow called Event 201. Event 201 was the, hey, how do we how do we respond to a coronavirus pandemic? This was in September. The outbreak was at the end of October. The first inkling that something was wrong was coming out middle middle to the end of November. By January, China was denying it, but we knew something was wrong. By February, not they were like, yes, okay, yes, there's something wrong. And it was in the United States and Milan and basically around the world. Who was co-related? He wasn't on these boards specifically, but who was co-related to all of these boards? That's right, Jeffrey Sachs. Because Jeffrey Sachs and Bill Gates and Klaus Schwab, they all run in the same circles. Can you believe this web is this complicated? 
Now, is it a singular conspiracy? Probably not. Why do I say that? Because every man, woman, and child has a, gar has a guardian angel. Um, it's generally understood that every family has a guardian angel. Every city has a guardian angel. Every state has a guardian angel. Every nation has a guardian angel. Every priest has their guardian angel plus the one that they pick up during the priesthood. Every bishop likely has the same and maybe even one for the episcopacy. If you just did the tally of guardian angels alone, the fact is, is that more than the number of guardian angels defected when Lucifer fell. Are there enough demons to do the job and spread out all of his evil ways, all of the evil ways or ways that you could be evil across the world? Are there, more, are there enough demons to do that? Of course. If there are five chief demons that America has found itself under the dominion of, and even assuming there's a guardian, and of course, if there's a guardian angel for the United States of America, then chances are there is also an accuser demon who is there as well. There are, in fact, more than enough to do all of these jobs. Okay? So am I surprised that Bill Gates and Hillary Clinton, even though they, even though ne'er the twain have met, as far as we can tell? I don't think that's necessarily true. We do know that both Bill and Bill, that's Bill Clinton and Bill Gates, have both flown on the Lolita Express with Jeffrey Epstein. I haven't seen anybody talk about it yet, but obviously someone as prolific as Jeffrey Epstein, and someone as prolific as ex-Cardinal Ted McCarrick. And think about this. Those two, those two men, as prolific as they are, you honestly want me to believe that ne'er the twain have met and that none of these things actually interweave? Now, it's not to say that correlation is causation, but the fact of the matter is, is that there are very defined correlations that just the dots haven't quite been connected yet. <clears throat> so we know, for example, King Charles, at least up until now, has carried on with the same World Economic Forum climate change agenda. Okay? We know that Prince Andrew also flew on the Lolita Express, and that everybody else who flew on the Lolita Express is also on that same climate change agenda. Who am I talking about? Hillary Clinton, Bill Clinton... <laughs> Prince Andrew, etc. Like you can run down the list, these circles, but once you be, once you reach that rarefied air of wealth and power, that rarefied level, the fact is, is that even if it is all of the billionaires in the world and all of the politicians in the world, that is still a number right around 90,000 in a population of almost 8 billion. People are going to run into each other. It is a very, very small world. So even if they're not directly woven together and specifically allied, even though they were not all in the basement of the Vatican or in the in the in the crypt of the Vatican doing the little blood oath, the fact is is that they didn't all need to be. So when you see people like Cardinal Baggio, when you see people like Francis, when you see people like some of the cardinals, like Bishop McElroy, 
or excuse me, like Cardinal McElroy and some of these others like Blaze Supich and Donald Wuerl and Wilton Gregory. When you see that they're all headed in the same direction, clearly the devil has more than enough demons to push all of these people in the same direction. They could be getting their marching orders from somebody that they don't even believe in, in many cases. That would be the devil. <clears throat> now, I've just blackpilled. I mean, if you're, if you're a feeling person, the last 42 minutes have been a massive black pill. I've just illustrated that this actually encompasses the entire world, that this actually encompasses every facet of our society, that in all honesty, when you see somebody like Jeffrey Sachs coming out and saying that it's very likely that COVID came out of an American bioweapons lab, that it is now we are rapidly approaching the time for the United States of America to receive the coup de grace and no longer be the leader of the free world. <clears throat> Why is this important? Well, because none of this happens in a vacuum. Now, I also want to shift gears a little bit. We're going to shift over to what Kennedy Hall said over at the Kennedy Report over the course of this last week. When he was talking about prophecy, specifically Catholic prophecy, and how most of the time it is parabolic in nature. Parabolic. Excuse me. It is in parable by nature. These things are commensurate with. So, I've talked about on the program how the United States of America, the most powerful nation in the history of the world, is not mentioned once in Catholic prophecy. When you look at, the moment you step back and you look at the third secret of Fatima and you don't look at it in necessarily the verbatim letter for accuracy, but instead you use concepts. You make the concepts parallel. Why would we do this? Well, let me ask you this. When the church's supreme rule, the supreme law of the church, is about the salvation of souls, do you honestly believe that God necessarily cares about the salvation of our physical bodies? If the salvation of souls is the supreme law of the church, then everything that we look at when it comes to Catholic prophecy probably needs to be filtered through the filter of what does it mean to save souls souls. Well, <sighs> that means the mark of the beast, or excuse me, not the mark of the beast. That means the image of the beast we might have missed. Do you spend more time in front of your computer screen or phone or television than you do at work? 
Do you think that's important? What is a television? Seriously. When you're when you're cycling through social media and you're clicking on YouTube and watching them videos, what is a video typically? What is Hollywood known for typically? They're pretenders. They're paid adult pretenders. They put an image on your screen and they spin varying levels of lies. And those images are most often what? Talking people. What does it say in Revelation? says that that the beast will make people or excuse me that the false prophet will cause people to worship the image of the beast because the image of the beast can talk because you can look into the image's eyes you can make eye contact you can have a conversation you can believe that you're having a conversation or whatever it doesn't matter but the fact is, is that it is very, very likely that all of these precursors in the apocalypse, first off, it's very, very likely that the apocalypse did not just mean the last seven years. It's popular opinion that it's the last seven years, but it doesn't have to be just the last seven years. When you, Especially when you compare the apocalypse to Catholic prophecy, it is quite clear that many of those prophecies, when they say weeks, they mean weeks of years. So a time, times, and half a times might not just be seven years. It might be 21. They do mention days. But if it's seven weeks of years, that's, mind you, the most common form of measurement in scripture is in seven year weeks, where a week is seven years. So if it's a day, if it's a day, then it's a year. If it's a time, times, and half a time, then it could be two and a half years, but it might be two and a half years of years. Capiche? The 1260 days might actually be 1260 years. It's the principal reason why we can't know. Because you have to know what timescale God's talking about. And God could be using any timescale he wants because it's his. Time is ultimately his. He made it. <clears throat> so how long is 
the television been out? How long, actually, better question. How long has the television been in every home? And then start to use that as your course of measure. Because it wasn't just that the television was in every home, <clears throat> but after the television was in every home, then the computer was in every home. And once we had the internet in every home, well, we had smartphones in everyone's pocket. So you might actually have, you know, in a household of seven, you might have the television, a home computer, two or three laptops, two or three tablets, and five or six cell phones. All of which can play you videos. All of which can show you people talking. Talking, acting, living, whatever. Take your pick. <clears throat> I say all of that to kind of get you to stretch out your, your, your thought processes a bit. So when Our Lady of Fatima gives the image, gives the vision of the bishop in white, we assume it's the Pope, but we all know that there's two bishops who wear white in Rome. And one of those bishops would, liable, would be liable to step over the dead bodies of all of the slain souls and weep. One of those bishops would have been spiritually assassinated. Spiritually assassinated. See, here's the thing, and this is one of the reasons why you got to be careful about taking things too literally. Yes, it is possible that arrows and bullets will be used to assassinate the Pope in accordance with Our Lady's prophecy. However, in sacred scripture, it's the fiery darts of the evil one. And so whether they be bullets or arrows, it really is immaterial. When the bishop in white is executed at the foot of the cross by soldiers, yes, could that be a literal statement that, say, Saracens invade Rome, go into the Vatican and assassinate the Pope? Yes. Not outside, it, it is not outside the realm of possibility that that can happen. But what has happened? When Our Lady says whole nations will be annihilated, are you going to tell me that Germany is in such a state of grace that on a spiritual level, they still exist? I mean, there are probably some German people who still are holding tight to the faith. Probably young people. But if you went from east to west of the country, how many of them are practicing faithful Catholics? like legitimately practicing faithful Catholics. How many? If the bishops say anything about it, if this recent synod on synodality vote that just popped off with the German synodal way, 
is any indicator, I'd say zero. If you give them, <clears throat> and let's take it a step further. So in Germany, they've pretty much apostatized from the faith, right? In Ireland, didn't they just legalize abortion by popular vote? Where do you think they sit on the scale as far as a nation from a spiritual standpoint? Are they not most, mostly dead? Notwithstanding the remnant of traditional Catholics, and to be sure, it is growing in America. It's probably, probably part of the reason why Bergoglio hates us so, so much. But, other th but let's, let's just exempt the traditional Catholics from the United States, the faithful Catholics, like the, the dyed-in-the-wool faithful Catholics. Let's just take them out of the mix real quick. From a Catholic standpoint, looking on a spiritual level, with the transgender thing and the, and the LGBTQRSTUVLMNOP whatever thing going on, how many Americans are alive, spiritually speaking? Realistically speaking, how many Americans have the marks of predestination regarding salvation? What about Canadians? What about Mexicans? What about Guatemalans or Hondurans, Colombians or Nicaraguans? Think about it. Whole nations have abandoned the faith. Whole nations have abandoned any remnant of the faith. Whole nations have decided that they are enemies of God. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. So really the ultimate question you got to ask is if you compare the spiritual state of the world and the church, how long before you think that whole thing can no longer support itself? How long did we say it was going to be before 120 million people probably pass away from the jab? What are we going to do when all those people are dying? The fact is, from a spiritual standpoint, the prophecy of Our Lady of Fatima has already come true. Now we're just waiting for the physical reality to catch up. Can we stave it off? Absolutely. We have the rosary. We have this rosary. We have the sacraments. We have First Saturday devotions. We have the myriad of devotions. But of course, probably the two most important ones would be the devotion to the Holy Face and the devotion to the rosary. The devotion to Our Lady of Sorrows. The devotion to St. Michael and the Angels. But mostly, Our Lady's Immaculate Heart and the Rosary. And by connection, the brown scapular. We can mitigate it. We can build our lifeboats, as it were. So we don't have to worry about the fact that the prophecy of Our Lady of Fatima, talking about the death of the bishop in white, the assassination of the Pope, we don't have to worry about the fact that that's probably already come true. That you could probably actually make some direct parallels from a spiritual standpoint only. We're not talking about like the assassination attempt of Pope John Paul II. We're talking just from a spiritual standpoint. They always say the Pope will have much to suffer. But there was also the prophecy that Rome would lose the faith. That that lack of faith would go all the way up to the Pope himself. What would be the true assassination of the Pope? It would be for the legions of demons from hell and their minions to launch their fiery darts be they bullets or arrows or however, and for the Holy Father to not have the shield of faith.
which we now know Francis does not. That's where we're at, more than likely. From a spiritual standpoint, all of the prophecies have come to pass. Like, will Russia be in the tool of the chastisement? Have they not? Did not Rocor have representation at Vatican II? Rocor, which was pretty much all KGB, did they not have representation? Did the Pope... Did the Pope and the Council fail to condemn communism by name, knowing full well that all it is is just spin off of socialism? It's socialism with little, you know, with a little bit more Cajun spicing. Was that not because they got the Russian Orthodox to show up? And it fits better. When you shift from that, because it because we're all looking to the temporal. Oh, Russia invaded Ukraine, and they're probably going to take over all of Europe, and they probably, um, actually, probably already did. Because where's Europe getting its energy from? Did it have to be boots on the ground? Not in a spiritual war. Certainly not in what is now generally regarded as fifth-generational warfare, these things have already come to pass. I know it seems really big, but I'm, I'm dead serious when I say she gave us our weapons. We have the rosary, we have the brown scapular, we have the devotions. First Fridays, first Saturdays. We have these traditions that we really have to get back in the habit of doing. So if you can, as you hear this today, today is pretty much the first opening for those of you who have, who have it. The first, op the, the first available opening for the consecration of St. Michael. The novena and the lead-up to the consecration of St. Michael the Archangel. Maybe look into doing it. Maybe add it to your rosary. And remember to widen your view. Not all of these things are easy to see right up front. Sometimes you can get focused on the little details. Pull back. And don't let any of this get you down. We're in a legendary time period. If this is the apocalypse, when are we going to have better saints? Not ever. If this is a major chastisement, when do we get the best saints that come out of these chastisements? So no matter what, we're in a good spot. And we need to be still praying for the conversion of Francis. Now more than ever, he's revealed himself as an enemy to Christ. Now more than ever, we have to pray for his conversion. Keep all of that in mind. This is Caleb the Mechanic with Radio Free Catholic. 
May God bless you and the Virgin protect you. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Mm. 